The Aaron Arnett Show. They thought they could keep him locked up in radio purgatory. But they were wrong. And now he's back for one final stand. With the most intelligent expression of free speech still legal in all 50 states, here he is, the future of radio, Aaron Arnett. Ever so grateful that you downloaded this program. It is the Thursday program. Not that that matters for you. Thursday, February. Let's see, Thursday, Thursday, February twenty fourth. Still here podcasting as long as Russia hasn't, you know, bombed the whole thing. It's hard to tell these days but I'm thankful that you're here because today I want to have an interesting conversation with you about about reactions about apologies should they have been done and what I think about them you can always check up with us. AaronArnett.show is the website. You can find me on Twitter at AaronArnettShow. And what was your waitlist number? My my waitlist number, which if you're listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, I'm not going to tell you until right now. Donald Trump's new new social network came out over the weekend for me because I had it I had it on a, a pre-order which I didn't even know it was a thing for apps but I I had it on pre-order and so when it came out I guess I don't know if they meant to have it come out uh, before Monday morning I had it on Sunday night downloaded it got my waitlist number to enter and it was 604 604 I'm not sure if we're counting down counting up I don't know what happened it still took me until Monday morning to get into it but I was number 604 and I felt pretty darn proud about it all that to say you can find Find me as well on Truth Social at Aaron Arnett. And it'll be interesting to see what happens. Is this entire platform just put together so that Donald Trump can run for president again? This reporter says, probably. Anyway, enough of that. The The point of this, this episode today is, you know, Joe Rogan, for the first time this year, has not been in the news this week. Surprising, I know. And something could happen between recording this and releasing it, but I am hoping not. But Joe Rogan was in the news a couple weeks ago 
because somebody just didn't like what his guest had to say. Scratch that, actually. Because what actually happened is, for some reason, Joe Rogan had a guest on that people didn't agree with. And then all of a sudden, overnight, Joe Rogan became the next Rush Limbaugh, apparently, and became a conservative talk radio host that all of the left hates. And he apologized. He made an apology message of him out on a walk. He apologized that he offended some people. And he said that his his thing was that, you know, I decided that I want to have all viewpoints on my show. So the next time I have somebody like a like a Dr. Malone, I'm going to have a, someone else on to to give the other viewpoint. Now, I don't know why, but every time Joe Rogan does a video on his cell phone, he looks weird. I started to notice it when he got COVID and made a video. And now in his two apologies, I've noticed it. He just kind of looks like, I don't know what, what the deal is. It's like the phone camera just doesn't mesh well with his skin tone or something. He always looks kind of like a cartoon character. I don't know. But Joe Rogan made an apology. Fair enough. There we go. He had he had a anti-COVID vaccine guy on. And so the next time, what's he going to do? Probably have somebody who's pro-vaccine. Okay, that's fine. I get it, I guess. But then Joe Rogan, it, it, it turns out that that wasn't enough. The, the leftist mob was still coming after Joe Rogan, and they dug up an old video, a montage, which actually they didn't even have to put together. Somebody had put it together, of Joe Rogan using the N-word many times. If you watch the video, you can have the reaction of, Oh my gosh, he said the N-word. N-word isn't a good word to say. So you can have that reaction, or you can look at the context of the things that he was saying and realize that he wasn't using the word in a derogatory matter. He was quoting people. He was quoting black people. He was quoting people, or he was telling a story about what somebody had said to him. Never was he using the word in a way in, where he was trying to put someone down. He was quoting somebody. And instead of saying, quote, the N-word, he said the actual word. Now, if he was on the radio and not on podcast, he probably would have not said that word and not said it so many times. Even though he wasn't saying it in a bad way, he wouldn't have done it because there's rules and you have advertisers to think about and, and all of that. But he did because he wanted to be real. He wanted people to hear the impact that the word could have. Or sometimes he was saying the word because he was having a discussion about the word. But to the people trying to take him down, they didn't care about the context. And a lot of times with leftists, with so-called progressives, which maybe should be relabeled regressives, they don't care about the context. And so you get into these controversies. Well, anyway, Joe Rogan apologized again. And I don't think he should have. 
Because should every attorney who's worked in courts of law apologize for every time they've used the N-word when defending or prosecuting um, a client or a defendant, when they're quoting someone else? What about the, 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 the lawyers in, in the O.J. Simpson trial? Thank goodness some of them are dead or else they'd have to apologize for using the N-word. Never should have been brought up in that trial, but but do people have to apologize for every word they've ever said? Should should book writers have to apologize? Should should the lady that wrote To Kill a Mockingbird, who I'm pretty sure is shockingly still alive, or she might have passed away, and that's why they released that second book. I can't remember. Should she have to apologize? Because her book used the N-word. Or her family? Should her family have to pay reparations? I don't think so. Because the thing is, it's not about that. They just want to take someone down they don't agree with. And why am I talking about this? The, the Joe Rogan thing has lost its... Uh, well, you want to strike while the iron's hot. The iron isn't hot anymore in the Joe Rogan thing. But why talk about this? Because it's not about Joe Rogan. What this is about is two things. Number one, free speech is no longer allowed in the United States of America. We still have the First Amendment. Gives us the, the, the right to free speech and, and freedom of religion, freedom of the press, and all those things. It's still written there. But 80-some million people apparently don't believe that you should be able to voice your opinion anymore. COVID-19 has brought out this, this attitude that if, if you don't agree with me and my opinions, well, you should shut up. Not only should you shut up, you should be shut up. And that's not America. That's not what our framers wanted. That's not what our constitution is about. That's not what our republic is about. And for me, you bet your sweet bippy that I don't agree with 99% of the things that most leftists have to say. But I don't want them to be shut up. And I know that you don't want them to be shut up either. Because that's, that's not a free world. A free country, like the United States used to be, is a place where you can have an opinion. You can have a public debate. You can have a crazy insano, ridiculous opinion and you can voice it. But I don't have to believe you. I don't have to follow you. And until you start doing things that are against the law, whatever, man, that's what America is about. I mean, think of all the nut jobs out there. You think about, have you seen some of these, these, uh, there's a documentary that has the tapes from him and then they made a drama about, about the Unabomber. 
Well, the Unabomber wrote this manifesto. And if all he ever did in life was write a manifesto, as insane and crazy as it is, until you get to the point where he says, oh, and oh, by the way, my solution to all these problems is that I'm going to bomb random people, he has the right to say it. Someone on the left who thinks that abortion, killing babies, is the most wonderful thing in the world. I don't agree with them. I think they're wrong. I think they're baby killers. But they have the right to say it. Because I have the right to speak against it. If I had a friend who said, wow, look at this nice little pamphlet I got from the baby killers, Planned Parenthood. I could show them what the Word of God says about how you were knit together in your mother's womb. How God knew you from the time before you were born. I could show you all those things. That's what happens in a free society. I don't, I don't shut up my opponents by force. But I have the opportunity, if I want, to say, uh, well, here's my opinion about it. And I, I also uh, have the opportunity that if I'm you know, on a road trip and I'm listening to the radio and there's this nut job saying that aliens are coming for all of us and that his mother had an interesting relationship with Bigfoot, I don't have to call the radio station and say, get that trash off the air. I can't believe it. I have a button on my car that it depends on the model of your vehicle, but some of it, some of them say uh, Mute, M-U-T-E, or some of them have some that say Pwer, uh, P-W-R, something like that. And that turns the radio off. You don't have to listen to it. If you don't like the things that Joe Rogan's guests are saying, because Joe Rogan himself is not some conservative nut job, you don't have to listen to the Joe Rogan show. Are you insane? Do you have a mental disorder in which for some reason you can't do anything in your life other than look at what's happening on Spotify and oh no, Joe posted a new show. I have to listen to it now. Please, somebody stop him. What kind of weird world is that? And the, the second reason that I bring this up is that it seems to me that the vocal majority of Americans don't care about freedom anymore. What I mean by the vocal majority is that you look at the mainstream, what are they calling that? They're not saying mainstream anymore on the conservative side. They're saying the legacy media. You look at the legacy media, which is going to be your big, th what, three, four networks. I don't know how you want to say it. NBC, Fox, ABC, CBS. All right. Look at them. We'll call them legacy media. Plus, we'll, we'll throw CNN, MSNBC, uh, those weirdos in there too. They have the vocal majority, meaning they are the ones who are writing what is the current story of America um, as it happens, as they see. All right. Most of those people and the people who follow those programs, they don't seem to care about freedom anymore. COVID-19 has made them so fearful that they're willing to give up their own rights, which would be a problem in itself, except they're not stopping there and they want to take others' rights away. If you want to get rid of your own rights, that's up to you, man. We have the Second Amendment in the, in the U.S., you don't have to buy a gun. But when you try to tell me that I don't have that right, well, then that's when there's a problem. 
taking someone else's rights away because of your fear, your irrational fear of COVID-19. Why do I say irrational fear? Yeah, go ahead. Call this, inf- call this misinformation. But I am a disgusting, morbidly obese, white, white male. And I had COVID-19 and I'm fine. My whole life is a comorbidity. And I survived COVID-19. And thank God for that. But even before I had it, I didn't live my life in fear. And that, that's half the problem is that people people's faith is in themselves. Once they realize that they can't control it, they have to put their faith somewhere else. And instead of putting it in God, they put it in the, in the next best thing in their eyes, which is the government. The government has thrown this vaccine together. The government says it's great. And that's where their faith has gone. And that government, who is now their God, seems to be perfectly fine with taking people's rights away. And they don't care about it. They don't care about their own freedom. They don't care about your freedom. They only care about themselves. And interestingly, that's where our American value of freedom comes from anyway, is taking care of yourself. But it's in a different form. When the founders put this country together, freedom and the whole idea of of what our country is can be summed up into this. I have the right to protect myself. Let me protect myself, especially from the government. But now, a couple hundred years later, the idea is, government, please protect me. You can do whatever it takes. Throw people in jail, take their jobs, take their children. It doesn't matter as long as I'm happy. As long as I got my booster, I'm happy. Thank you, Uncle Sam. Except the problem is these days, Uncle Sam actually used to be Aunt Samantha. But then Uncle Sam, like, didn't like the, you know, he kept getting third place in the swim meets. And, or she did. Wait, no, I'm confused. But you get what I'm trying to say with that. So people, not only are they, they're giving up their own rights, they're taking your rights, they're not fighting for rights anymore. And they won't fight for yours. If they don't value their own rights, they don't value yours, they're not, they're not fighting for them. And what I fear really, don't use the slippery slope argument there. I feel like we're on a slippery slope. If these people stay in power, if if the vocal majority who supposedly voted Joe Biden in st- stays the majority in that way, they're going to give up their rights without even realizing it. And we're going to get ourselves into a situation in in the states like the situation in Canada. Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, was a tyrant before the trucker convoy when it came to COVID-19. And yet they voted him back in. In the middle of the whole COVID uh, thing, the pandemic, they saw what he was doing, arresting pastors, 
closing down church services, making people uh, get the vaccine and mask up, all that, closing businesses down, ruining their economy. And they said, you know what? Let's give them one more chance, eh? I don't get it. But now what has he done? Not only did they clear out the most, probably is the most peaceful protest in the world, if you really think about it. They shut down that protest. Now they're shutting down the bank accounts of people who donated to it. That doesn't sound tyrannical to me. They arrested truckers for sitting in their trucks. And where's the news coverage of it? You cannot find news coverage of these protests in the legacy media. You have to go on YouTube, search Ottawa, and then change the filter to live to even see what was happening up there. And they started arresting the YouTubers. Now that seems like a society that really values free speech and freedom of the press. And they did all that under enacting what used to be called the war powers in Canada, which ironically enough were only ever enacted before by Justin's daddy, the old prime minister back in the day. Why am I talking about what's happening in Canada? Because where's the American government in all of this? How is Joe Biden, Robinette himself, responding to all this? A strange and eerie silence. Do you know why they're being silent? They're being silent for the same reason that they didn't say anything when Australia played this same game last year. Australia, who decided to build camps for people who didn't comply. And the, and the, and the Biden administration said nothing. We've gone to war as Americans in other countries for a lot less. We spent a, more than a decade in Vietnam because some Frenchies got hurt. We've done a lot less, or we've gone to war for a lot less. And yet what's happening with the deal in Canada? Well, the Biden administration doesn't say anything, nothing at all, except we did send American tow truck drivers across the border to clear out some trucks. Those were sure some patriots. Why is the Biden administration silent? Because they would do the same thing if they could. That is exactly what they want to do in the United States of America. Why can't they do it? And why are they just silent when faced with what's happening in Canada? Because we have something called our Second Amendment. And that is literally it. That is the only thing that is keeping the Biden administration from doing what Australia did and from and keeping them from doing what Canada did. You know that Canada is still technically under the crown of the Queen of England. What's happening in the UK right now? They're getting rid of all their COVID restrictions. Why is the United States behind Great Britain in, in this? Why are we keeping these mandates? Omicron is like a cold. I know. I had it. And it was annoying for like three days. And then it was back to normal. 
And guess what? I didn't do anything crazy. I didn't take horse paste, like they say, even though ivermectin is the safest drug out there. When you really think about it, I didn't do any of that. I took vitamins and I survived. But let me tell you something. I probably didn't need to do even that. I tested positive. I prayed. I had a fever for like two days. Bada bing, bada boom. And we're going to keep our economy shut because of that. We're going to arrest truckers over that. We're going to make vaccine mandates and passports. And we're going to wear little masks made by Uyghur slaves in China because of that. Let this go to show you that voting matters. Who you vote for really, really matters. If you voted for Joe Biden, then rest in peace because there's a lot of people who are already dead who voted for Joe Biden. And I just hope that your family's doing okay. But if you're living and you voted for Joe Biden, you have the chance to possibly change something in, in November when we have elections coming up in November. You have the chance to change something. Voting matters. We have only had, do you realize that it's only been a year and a month since Joe Biden was inaugurated? 13 months. Inflation through the roof. The dollar tree is now the dollar 25 tree. That is literally 25% inflation at the dollar tree. You would have to be a grade A moron to think that that's just normal. Come on, man. That's ridiculous. But most importantly, praying matters. We've got to be praying for our leaders. They clearly don't know what they're doing. We need to be praying for Canada. There's, there's, there's literally nothing else that is going to change the situation up there. Other than God changing Justin Trudeau's mind about mandates. What else can you do? He's a tyrant. I, I hope that through listening to this program, you are, are thinking about what is really going on. What can we do? We, the truth is that we are powerless. Without God on our side, we are powerless. So the best that we can do with this is comply as much as possible. Not as much as they want us to, but as much as is possible for us, as long as we know that we are walking with Christ. We have to do, do as much as we can. Secondly, we have to be praying every single day that God would change the minds and hearts of our leaders. Third, we have to get involved. Right now, the fight is in the school board level. You need to run for your school board. You don't need to go and fight them. You don't need to go and, and have the next viral video of, oh, parent has the mic drop moment at the San Antonio school board. 
What's that going to do? Nothing. It's just going to make you look like an idiot and those liberal commies who are on the school board look like the ones in power. They're not. You can run for school board. You can change a lot being on a school board. You think about it. If the United States of America survives for another 40 years, there's somebody in kindergarten right now who could run for president in 30 years. You being on the school board, it really, really makes a difference. Be sure you don't miss a single minute from the future of radio. Subscribe to The Aaron Arnett Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at AaronArnett.show. And if you have comments or questions, send an email to AaronArnett at ProtonMail.com. Thanks for listening to The Aaron Arnett Show.